You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to another Giant Splash podcast. I'm Henry Schulman, the Giants beat reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. And today's podcast is all about nostalgia for the 1989 World Series team. My guest is Cubs scout Terry Kennedy, who was the starting catcher for the 1989 Giants. He also has a long history with Bruce Bochy. They were teammates on the 1984 Padres World Series team. TK has a great Bochy story to tell, not to mention some memories from the 1989 Giants, who will gather at Oracle Park for a 30-year reunion in August. We'll get rolling right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Henry Shulman back with you, and I'm here with Terry Kennedy. He was the catcher on the 1989 Earthquake World Series team. Uh, And I'd just like to start, it's really funny, I did an interview with uh, uh, Radio in Australia last Sunday, which is just crazy. I don't know why they wanted to talk to me, but one of the questions was, where was I during the 1989 earthquake? Let's start right there. Where were you in 1989 when the earthquake actually hit? We had just got done running down a right field line because the introductions were going to be like at 5.07 or, you know, something, you know, how detailed they get. Anyway, I'm sitting in the dugout next to Dusty Baker when it hit. And, you know, we all know know, the ground was coming up three feet. It was loud, like you had your head next to a train track. And Bake says, you know, that's that's earthquake. And I hear this scream from the tunnel. And Robbie Thompson, you know, that tunnel's if that collapses, that's a tomb down there, that that long tunnel they had. (laughs) It's all concrete. He jumps all the way from the bottom to the top without touching the steps to get out of there. So I'm thinking about the dugout. So I went out on the field to find my wife to, to look. My kids weren't there, but, um, you know, and then it settled down. We all know the rest of it. But, yeah, I was right there. We were ready to be introduced. And, and, um, you know, I had one of those hats from Buena Vista uh, Cafe that says 504, you know, on the clock. And that's when it hit. I still have that hat. But, um, you know, it was incredible. I've been in earthquakes before, but, of course, you know, nothing like that. Did you you know right away there wasn't going to be baseball that day? Well, I wasn't sure. You know how it is in California. Anyway, everybody started singing We Will Rock You, and they just thought it was another earthquake until the report started coming in. Right. And then things got pretty somber. So I didn't uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought we might play, but then the lights went out, and that's when I figured – you know we're not gonna we're not gonna do it there's going to be a 1989 reunion here uh in uh in august and you know to think about the fact that it's been 30 years i know uh you know we're, we're almost the same age and you get to this age and it's just amazing how fast it flies but what do you i mean you hear 30 years and you think what there's a lot of time in between a, a lot of baseball in between that 1989 and now um 
I'm got 40 years in the game and uh, you know you always even though you always tell your teammates when you say goodbye after the season hey you know we'll stay in touch or you retire as a player hey we'll stay in touch you never do hardly only your closest friends like I talked to Trevecki a couple times a year and I see Krook because that was Krook's last year you know and uh, so to be able to see these guys again and to catch up you know I, I really like Scotty Grelts and and um, you know a bunch of the guys and it was a good team they were solid guys and and we had all the pieces you know we we had everything in at every position that worked and it was it was a good year okay uh, you now are a I, uh, tell me if I get the uh, you're a pro scout for the uh, Chicago Cubs right yeah major league scout for the Cubs um, Giants are one of my teams that I have to cover and um, I have some teams in the West, but uh, since all my kids are growing up, they send me anywhere. <laughs> right, right. And you live in Arizona, right? Right. Okay, so this isn't that far. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure most of our listeners don't know the history, but your father, Bob Kennedy, was manager of the Chicago Cubs uh, back in the 60s. Uh, actually managed the A's for one year. Did you actually live here in, yeah. in the East Bay? What do you remember about that? I think it was 1968. Right, first year in Oakland. Um, we, we had a house uh, in Alameda across from Cruzy Park because I played baseball there in the summer. And um, I remember <laughs> I remember going to the park early, and then, you know, they had the tunnel between the – because I was watching a basketball game the other night, and, they, you know, I, I told my son, I said, you know, that place right there, I used to take the tunnel underneath, and I'd watch roller derby practice, <laughs> you know, sneak in and watch the girls practice, the Bay Area Bombers. Right? Yeah, the Bay Bombers. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it brought back a lot of memories because I was 12 then, and I was starting to get into it and starting to play and, and you know, realized, you know, I remember Reggie was on that team. And then I ended up playing against Reggie when I was with the Orioles and he's playing with the Angels. And he came up to hit the first time and I took off my mask. I said, this got to make you feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> because he played, I mean, you were you were the little kid running yeah, around. Yeah, and he was good to me. They were all good to me. Sal Bando and Joe Rudy. I mean, these, these were good people. And um, uh, they, you know, they, I'm sure they gave me a pass because I was a manager's kid, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't bug him. I knew how to act in a major league clubhouse. The crazy thing was that your dad was part of that college of coaches right. they had in Chicago. And I'm sure most people don't know this, but the Cubs in 1961 and 62, they had a bunch of coaches who just took turns managing. And, uh, you know, it didn't really work out too well. And I be- if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Bob Kennedy, your dad, ended up getting the job full time the year after they decided that experiment was over. Did he ever talk to you about that? Yeah, I remember we were looking at some, when he passed away, we were looking at some articles, and, and one of them says, and what he was adamant about it, he goes, I am not a head coach, I am the manager, even though <laughs> even though they were still in the College of Coaches, because Lou Klein was part of that, and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the other guys that were there. And then shortly after that, um, DeRocher, you know, came in, but yeah, that was that was something. Um, you know, my, my dad was born in Chicago, my mom was born in Chicago, spending summers up there with them. Uh, with all the relatives that I didn't know was was fun, you know, for a kid. Plus, to get out of the heat of Arizona when I was growing up was pretty good. Yeah, and, and now you work for the Cubs, so it's kind of come full circle. Yeah, you know, um, the second time I've been with the Cubs, I was on the field before and then, um, you know, different regime then. But uh, uh, Joe Boringer, who's now with the Mariners, hired me as a as a pro scout, which is really a interesting job, and, it, and uh, the uh, – the the variable things that you do keep you keep you from getting bored. 
Yeah. Now, you uh, went Florida State. You were drafted number six overall uh, by the Cardinals. Uh, the Giants have a catcher who went to Florida State. He was drafted num- uh, number five overall by the Giants. Uh, he got $6 million out of college. What did you get? I signed for 50 but I'm not sure, but I may have been the first guy, because my dad did my contract, I may have been the first guy to sign a major league contract because I was on the roster. Right off the bat. So I took less money. Um, normally, about then it was like a hundred grand for a first rounder, and uh, but I was put on the roster right away. So I was making big league money in the minor leagues, Damn. more than minimum too. <laughs> that's, that's good, especially yeah. what the minimums are in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's um, a, and that's now, another story. That's another story altogether. <laughs> now you, um, you know, you had a long uh, career in the majors, fourteen years, I believe, and uh, you know you were on the Padres, and uh, there was a time when you were the everyday catcher for the Padres, and your backup was a. A big-headed, bucket-headed guy named Bruce Bochy. What do you remember about him as a teammate and as as a backup catcher? Bochy, Boch was mellow. Uh, he was a really good teammate. He was funny. You know, we didn't hang because um, I hardly. Uh, I mean, I had a young, growing family. I didn't. I didn't hang with a lot of guys. And um, but he was. He he had that dry sense of humor, which you've seen many times. And and uh, he was funny as can be. He. You know, he and Flan were tight, Flannery, and uh, uh, they just uh, – he was he was a good player, man. Um, I, you know, I, I was fortunate that I had a body that could that could take the abuse for that time. And, and Boach uh, – you know, I played Dick, – Dick Williams was an eight-player guy. There was eight guys, and they played. And, and, you know, I caught 140 or more for like seven straight years. So um, – which is – you know, nobody does that, but – Boach was, was good, man. He was uh, he was better than me on some days, that's for sure. Do you have any Bruce Bochy stories, one story that stands out? He hit a home run to win the game off of Nolan Ryan, a bomb. It wasn't cheap. Uh, walk- the only walk-off home run, I believe, that Nolan Ryan, or the first walk-off home run, I believe, Nolan Ryan ever gave it. So it was, it was great. I mean, he hit a bomb, and, you know, game's over, comes in, and they had laid towels out from the entrance to the clubhouse to his locker like a red carpet. They had already got his helmet. I don't know how they had already got his helmet. And they put ice and a full six-pack in his helmet (laughs) for him. And uh, so he he had a little party there. (laughs) But that was... It was uh, that was incredible. He 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 crushed it. Yeah, and I think he was a little bit afraid of facing Nolan uh, after that. And they ended up being teammates. And I think Nolan actually made a joke, like pointing at uh, pointing at his head one time, like like you watch it. Um, now you were a teammate of Bochi on the 1984 uh, National League Championship team. You went to the World Series and uh, lost to the Tigers. There's a, there's a famous uh, moment in that series. Uh, everyone remembers Kurt Gibson's home run against the um, the the uh, A's in 1988. But uh, Gibson hit two home runs in the final game of that series. And uh, I, I believe that uh, it was the eighth inning. I think that uh, the Padres were down a run. Goose was in trouble. And um, Dick came out to the mound. And there was a conversation about that where I believe that Goose talked his way talked his way in. Do you remember that conversation? Dick uh, yelled at me, gave me the sign for the intentional walk. So I, I put up the four fingers for Goose. And he shook his head no, and I said, "Hey man, I'm I'm not making this up." I said, "It came from the bench." I said, "Put him on." He goes, "No, no." So I went out to the mound, and he goes, "Oh, I I got good success against this guy." I said, "Look, man," I said, "You know, he's got his plan here. Walk him, 
I said, you know how he is. <laughs> and next thing I know, I turn around and there he is. And that was the conversation we had. And then, you know, Dick uh, backed off and let him do it. And uh, uh, we all know what happened there. He had a, he hit it a mile. It, it might have been the loudest I've ever heard at Major League Stadium. Oh, when he hit when Goose. Uh, I'm sorry, when Goose gave up that home run right. to uh, to Kirk Gibson. Um, do you do you ever see you know Kirk, Kirk's not in the best of health. I believe he has Parkinson's, if I'm not mistaken. You ever talk to him at all? I had the Tigers two years ago. He looked very bad for a while, but then uh, he looks okay now. And you know, he, I guess <laughs> they got the meds right. I I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. but he looks a lot better, and um, he is better. I've heard. Okay. Um, you didn't manage, right? And you never went on to manage, or at least, uh, I mean, not for any length of time. Uh, ever consider it? In the minor leagues, I was uh, I was in AAA. I managed seven years in AAA and uh, managed in AA and A-ball. And I was a hitting coach and a field coordinator. And and then after a while, I you know, I thought that I might want to manage. But after a while, I, I decided, no, that's, that wasn't it. The worst place to manage is AAA, especially now with the – my last year managing was 2012 in the Padres organization, and you know, 192 roster moves and 78 players. <laughs> um, you can't you can't get anything done there. Uh, yeah, we're we're seeing a little bit of that in San Francisco this year. Um, did, you know, I mean, Bochy's had such great success. I mean, I think he's kind of a lock for the Hall of Fame now. Um, looking back on it, you think he could have been that guy when you knew him? No, I didn't know, you know, we didn't know, I didn't even know he wanted to stay in, you know, and then I, you know, I saw that he, you know, he managed in, you know, Pod's organization and, and uh, you know, he did, he did a great job. Boach has a, a feel, um, which, you know, that is, is anathema to today's approach to the game. You know, I mean, there's a feel that, you know, he, you know, like a player is ready, an underperforming player is ready to perform this day and he, and he hits it more times than he doesn't. And, um, you know, like last night, I mean, he let he let Melanson finish and he d- he got the job done. You know, he could have easily brought in a left hander early, um, but, uh, you know, he just knows he's got a feel for it. He's got so many games under his belt um, that, you know, there's there's like a there's like a database in there that, oh, yes, this has happened before. And, and he's he can put it together and he's got a great rapport with the players Um you know, he's a nice guy, but yet he's in control. He's he's a manager of people and a manager of the game. Okay, um, coming full circle back to the reunion. Um, don't know if uh, Roger Craig will be here. He's getting up there in years, uh, living down in Southern California. Uh, but is there any player in particular that you haven't seen in a while that you're kind of look, looking forward and hoping to see? Well, I see Will um, Will Clark sometimes in spring training because I sometimes cover the giants in in spring training so i see him and say hi and talk uh i'd like to see mitch again uh i see mitch i saw mitch once in a while a few years ago but i haven't seen him since but i'd like to see some of the pitchers and um, i haven't seen robbie in a while though i i would see robbie in spring training working for the indians so all those guys uh it's too bad that that nino won't be here um he was a great guy man and uh we, you know we're all we're all gonna miss him and um um, I mean, there's a whole cast of characters there. The coaches, you're right. I mean, Bob Lillis and and Raj and 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 uh, you know they're they're older guys. And uh, Norm, uh, you know, Norm's in San Diego, but Norm's up there too. So I don't know. I hope so um, that we get a chance to see him. But it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I talked, like I said, I talked to Devecchi, and uh, that was uh, quite a thing in its own in '89. And 
Oh, that's right, Bedrosian. I haven't seen in a while. Um, watch his kid. I got the angels, so I watch his kid all the time. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, and you're uh, gonna be seeing grandchildren soon. Right? No, not me. Not in this. Not, I'm not gonna be around that long. <laughs> all right, Terry. Well, listen. I appreciate you giving me the time. I look forward to, to that day. I'm gonna make sure I don't take that day off. And best of luck to you with the Cubs season. Thanks, man. Thanks. Giants Double Play is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is Editor-in-Chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. You can support Giants Double Play and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to The Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. You can find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Hank Shulman, or you can email me at hshulman at sfchronicle.com. 